So since coronavirus started, and even probably a little bit before, I felt this sudden urge to go into super protective mode as a mama. And I know that the facts don't really point to children getting sick or um, contracting the virus, but I've just been hyper vigilant of being extra careful and mindful of what we're doing, how we're stocking our home with cleaning supplies and food, and just really doubling down the efforts to keep the family safe and protected, including distancing ourselves from those that we love. And it's been really challenging. But even with the information, the knowledge that kids don't generally get this disease or contract the virus, I'm still feeling the need to go out and get the checklist that the CDC is recommending, you know, getting Lysol and getting cleaning products. Um, They're not recommending that we go out and get toilet paper, but I know that there is this giant hoarding effort that people are doing and we have stacks in our pantry um, and there's still this side of me that looks down the toilet paper aisle when I go to the store in hopes of scoring one for ourselves and I'm just realizing that all of this is out of fear. I am not sure what this virus is or means. I am afraid of it because of the fact that it spreads so quickly. My children are generally healthy, but my son has had breathing problems in the past. And I I know that the evidence doesn't necessarily point to children getting this disease, but there's still that fear inside of me waking up in the middle of the night with him, you know, in the past, and he has been out of breath. And there is this panic that sets in and I could cry thinking about it just being helpless and having to rely on albuterol or budesonide, which are medicines that he had to take through a a breathing ventilator, basically. Um, Sort of like if you think about asthma and the asthma pump, it's sort of a jacked up version of that, plugs into the wall and the liquid medicine goes in and it's like a vaporizer kind of thing. And even with those, he struggled to breathe some nights. Um, We've figured out that it's generally related to allergies and foods and elements that he was allergic to, but still there's this underlying thought that he is sort of compromised. And I know that in the big scheme of illnesses and being immunocompromised, he is probably on the low spectrum of that. And I just think of other parents and families that are struggling with this right now. So as I reflect on those families, I just want to send my well wishes and good vibes for healthy, healthy quarantines, I guess, for lack of better words. Um, You know, my heart goes out to you really and truly. uh, We have our, our realtor actually, um, his son is immunocompromised and he already struggles with the fact that his son will have a short life. And I often sit and reflect and what would this gentleman do and how would he handle the situation for the best benefit of his child and to keep his child safe. And there's a part of me that, you know, doesn't want to be home and wants to continue like life is normal. But then I think about those families that are out there and they don't even have a choice. Um, 
this gentleman's daughter actually has also given up a lot. Um, brilliant, beautiful young lady. Um, you know, it's her birthday while they're in quarantine and she's not able to go out. She's not able to see friends or family. And this was early on in the process. Um, ever since the news came, you know, they have been self-quarantining and keeping safe social distancing. So she had her 16th birthday indoors, you know, and that's huge for a young woman coming into her own at a, this is like a big age, right? 16 is huge. There's usually big parties and all that. So I just think while I am in this mode of fear for my own child, I think of the other families that are struggling with it and how real it is for them and um, how real it is for myself as well. And then I was also thinking just about how some of this fear is deeply rooted and I think it's a, a culture and a societal thing. And that's the other side of kind of what I touched on a little bit earlier is um, that list, right, that the news reporters are putting out, what do you need to have in your home and, you know, Lysol and Clorox wipes and cleaning supplies and things like that. And I keep saying the Lysol and the cleaning wipes is because my family is short on that right now. We don't have a, a stockpile, I guess. We have enough. We certainly have enough. Don't get me wrong. And we continue to use the products that we had on hand. And we haven't used one Clorox wipe since this started, honestly. I mean, maybe my husband has, but I haven't gone out of my way to use those. We clean using the same methods we did before. Um, the kids are washing their hands a little bit more. But there's something that I want to speak to in that is like, we have enough, but yet I still feel that I'm not doing enough if I'm not collecting those supplies. So I had a, a very real moment with myself of just pausing and thinking about the items that I'm waking up at seven in the morning, six in the morning to go out to the store to be the first person in line to get when in reality, I'm not even using them. And like, why am I doing this? Why do I feel so driven to get this done? And it's like, to me, it's that fear of not having it, but where it comes from is, you know, when you're in school, I think this is where it comes from for me when I'm in school or when my parents give me chores and tasks to do. If you don't finish them, what happens? You get grounded. You don't get a good grade. You're not good enough. You're um, shunned maybe, or um, you're you, there's there's a repercussion or there's a consequence and the consequence is generally negative when you don't perform. And in my mind, in my role, I might not be in school right now. I might not have parents telling me what to do, but the news, they know, right? They're in the know. So I feel if I'm not listening and not getting these things checked off for my family, then I'm failing. And if I'm failing, who am I failing? I'm failing my family. And that feels like the ultimate failure. Forget grades, forget, you know, pleasing your parents. If you as a parent yourself are failing, oh my gosh, what does that mean? You know, um, it all for me right now in my life, in my world, it all begins and ends with them. If I go out to work, I choose to work. It's for them. Um, I do 
have my own hobbies, obviously yoga, and I love that. Doing Reiki, I love doing that. And those are for me um, and the people that I serve, that that feels great. But really, in reality, when I go out and I choose to work, it is for my family and to provide for them. So with this outbreak and this fear and not providing for them, I feel like I'm a little bit of, of a slacker. Um, in that. So I'm really trying to balance out what do they need and what am I imposing on myself that they need because of what other people are saying. And I think that is probably something that resonates with a lot of us. What other people tell us, what other people put as expectations, sometimes we feel like we're failing because we're not meeting what somebody else is telling us we should do. So I just wanted to take a moment and be really real and, and share what I'm struggling with because I think that it's probably not uncommon that other people are feeling this way. And hopefully just hearing someone else say that will maybe allow us to all kind of pause and take a moment and think about what it is that we are really feeling. So for me, I felt like this stress to get to the store and purchase these items. And when I stopped and I just thought about why, why do I need this? And then do I really need this? Right? I think it probably started with do I really need this? And then why do I feel like I really need this? Um, so continue those those conversations with yourself, whether it's through journaling or just talking it out loud with a friend or a loved one, or maybe even to yourself. I talk to myself all the time. If you've ever seen me driving in my car, I'm probably not singing. I am probably talking to myself. I do it all the time. Um, I We're calling it, um, Dana and I have kind of coined that uh, talk journaling rather than word journaling, you know, with a pen and paper, just talking it out, whether it's on our own to ourselves or with each other. So I'm hopeful that you know, we can all learn something from this. I'm definitely learning something about myself, um, some deeply rooted fears or anxieties that I had that I can begin to let go of. And really, we can take anything that's negative and find the positive in it. And I know that's hard. Some of you are struggling a lot with this. I don't want to sound flippant. And there are really big things even bigger than this pandemic, honestly, that people are dealing with. There is a silver lining. You just have to look for it. Um, and it may take a while. Just take it minute by minute. If you have to, one breath by one breath. And um, that's all That's all I have to say about that. But um, again, I hope this helps somebody. And if this resonates with you, just uh, leave a comment or um, give a shout out connect with me. I would love to connect with all of you. So go to um, our website, followingthepodcast.com. Go to our Instagram at followingthepodcast. Wherever you feel best to connect, just reach out. We're here for you.